Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 188 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, and our newest sponsor, My Happy Place Jewelry. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. And Carly, we were both in Orlando at the same time. <laughs> we did not cross paths. So what were you up to in the City Beautiful this week? So I uh, checked off probably one of the last Orlando hotels on my bingo card that I've been dying to stay at. And Get it's the, the yes. <laughs> Free space, uh, everything. Right. Uh, the JW Marriott Bonnet Creek. I loved it. I spent like a few days just there. I also had to work while I was there. So it was perfect. You know, they have a lot of working spaces because it's like a 50 leisure, 50 convention mm. crowd. Uh, wonderful time. I stayed in one of my now favorite kids suites ever. So if you have seen the picture of him, I need to post him. The bedroom is a, like a huge loft for kids. And it was mm. so cool, but it was super modern. Like the kids room even had, I would say like a luxury bathroom. So they had a baby bathrobe. They had little baby slippers. It was so cute. Definitely a good option. It attaches to a normal adult room. So you can like put your kids in one room you're in the other room. I dined at the restaurants there. Um, Alume is their Japanese fusion restaurant on the rooftop. I think that was one of the, one of, if not the best meals I've ever had in Orlando. Wow. That's a bold statement because right. uh, you and I have had some pretty good meals together oh, in Orlando. So absolutely. Like some of the best meals. Exactly. Like some of my favorite restaurants. I mean, the Orlando scene is so cool. And Alume was not the one recognized by the Michelin guide, but I would mm. kind of be shocked when they make the announcements. I think it's May. If it isn't, the A5 is incredible. Mm. So good. And then I also ate at Sear and C, which is their steakhouse on the bottom level, which is recognized by the Michelin mm. guide. Also excellent. Everything I ate there, even like at the lobby bar, I got like Brussels sprouts and this tahini sauce. Everything was delicious. So now, I think a lot of people maybe don't consider the Bonnet Creek resorts when they're planning their vacation because they don't totally understand what they are because they're kind of inside of Disney property, but they yes. aren't on Disney property. So when you were staying there, do, do you feel like you're at a Disney resort? Do you feel like you're away from Disney? Do you, right. what's it like? So Bonnet Creek is weird. It's like almost like its own little road, its own little city, but it is within the gates. I love those hotels because it's literally, I took a lift to Epcot when I had like an hour break. It was like seven minutes. Wow. So, so you're, you're really so, close. Yeah. So, so, so close. I um, popped into like Magic Kingdom one afternoon when I had a little bit of time. You're so close, but the hotel feels so far removed. Mm. So it is perfect. It's definitely for a certain type of traveler, it is definitely upscale. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely family friendly. They have pools. They have an insane kids club, probably one of the best ones I've ever seen that has an attached roof that has, they can go out. There's a full mini golf course. There's wow. a full rock wall. Yeah. I feel like no one talks about it because wow. they don't, they're kind of quiet, which is weird. Cause I was like, is this a leisure resort? And I said, yes, 50% are going to Disney parks. Hmm. So it's maybe if you want to, I am like that too. I like to like have that whole hustle and bustle 
and then totally leave that crazy world and just like unwind. So that is what this is. Well, that sounds like a fantastic trip. Yes. Um, I, uh, I I was mostly a, a still a typing cat in in my office uh, working on my books. I actually finally got most of my deadlines. So yay, uh, yay. <laughs> that, that that's good for now. Took uh, long enough. <laughs> I did make it out uh, to make it to yes. Animal Kingdom on Saturday, the twenty second uh, Earth Day, for the twenty fifth anniversary of the park. Uh, I was not there at dawn uh, for the the ceremony. I did not wait in line to meet Moana or get any exclusive merchandise. But I, I gotta say, I did have an absolutely perfect Animal Kingdom evening. Um, I showed up uh, around five o'clock. I uh, did the safaris at the perfect time. The lions were out. The giraffes were out. That's, black rhino you name it um i got to hit uh everest with no weight i got to do dinosaur with hardly any weight um had a bowl from satuli canteen Ooh, for dinner yes. and stepped into line for flight of passage exactly as the park closed was posted as 100 minutes i waited like 45 Not and bad. got yeah. to walk out through the bioluminescence seeing everything glowing perfect perfect little like three hour day at time. there's honestly like nothing that hits like a late afternoon animal kingdom visit mm -hmm. it is just if you're in the mood it's like one of those things you could just do spontaneously love it did you try any of the new treats i saw a lot of people were trying. no not not yet um i you know the, the <laughs> they always look beautiful and they always kind of all taste the same to me um <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, did I? I? Mean, like, um, but they, they look great on uh, they look great on social media, though. Right, exactly. And you know what? The, the cup cupcakes are to blame for the yeah. social media phenomenon of Disney. Food. Exactly. So exactly. I'm thankful for them, but I don't try them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, without any further ado, uh, I think it is time for us to jump right into the news right. in the queue. All right, for our very first piece of news, pour one out for Murphy the Dragon, the Maleficent animatronic dragon in Disneyland caught fire during Fantasmic, uh, and uh, he, he's, he's a goner. Uh, this, this was a bad one. Uh, right. And as a result, they have shut down uh, not just Fantasmic at Disneyland, but also the fire-breathing uh, part of the dragon in the Festival of Fantasy Parade here in Walt Disney World while they figure out what went wrong. Right. And obviously at the, the forefront is safety. Uh, we heard that everyone was safe, correct? Yes. Um, yeah. The, the last I heard was that there were some cast members who were treated for smoke in inhalation, uh, but there were no serious injuries. Uh, thank goodness for the performer uh, who's friends with Mickey, who was on stage. That's some scary, scary video. Right. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the Maleficent in Disneyland is much more sophisticated than the one we have here at Disney mm -hmm. World. Disney World is basically just kind of like a cherry picker with a, a head on the end right. of a stick. <laughs> um, but, you know, the one, the one that Garner Holt built for um, 
California is, you know, it's a full-fledged animatronic uh, that just happens to have liquid propane, I guess, or some sort of liquid fuel flame throwing out of its head. Uh, dangerous combination when something goes wrong. Uh, there's there's video all over the internet. You can find it on our website. Uh, I, I warn you, it's it's pretty scary, even knowing that uh, no one was seriously hurt. But I, I didn't even want to watch it or post it because you know enough people saw that we just hope everyone's safe. Yeah, this stuff happens. It's interesting to see what will happen going forward, how that will affect other pyro. Well, yeah, I mean we can expect in the in the short term, uh, Phantasmic will be dark for a few days at Disneyland while they get this this cleaned up and the damage assessed. And uh, there is a B mode where they basically just have projections on the mist screen instead of having the dragon come out. And I think we're going to see that for a long, long time. Right. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll at least be the end of the summer before they can rebuild one of these guys. I don't think they have a spare dragon just sitting no. in, the, in the closet somewhere. <laughs> no, they do not. Um, and, you know, when they, when they uh, updated Fantasmic at Walt Disney I, it makes me fear for their entertainment budget and nothing else because this is going to blow. I hope there's fire insurance because otherwise it's going to blow a big hole oh, in the yes. uh, in the, the budget. Um, <laughs> it's a shame. I'm glad I got to see uh, Murphy in all his glory a couple times uh, when I was there last month because um, he ain't coming back for a while. It's no, a it's definitely a, a Fantasmic at Disneyland just hits differently. It's, oh, yeah. Oh. I, I love it because you could just go around the river. It's a lot less high stress being mm -hmm. in like a venue per se. So hopefully that will get figured out. Uh, all right. Rest in peace, peace our, Murphy. And uh, we look, look forward to seeing your your clone <laughs> replace you someday soon. All right. Uh, next up, Disney Vacation Club has revealed plans uh, to take over the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. And I think this might be a little controversial because I think a lot of people who are not Disney Vacation Club members have, you know, family traditions uh, at these cabins going back almost to the, the opening of Disney World. Um, and while you'll still be able to rent them, even if you aren't a DVC member, I think it'll probably get harder and more expensive. Absolutely. And I, I love seeing at these as a kid. They were really fun. Can't say I've stayed at them as an adult. Not my thing. They also, I have looked into it a few times. They are expensive. I, yes. The, oh, they are not cheap. Every They're time not we're cheap like, at all. let's do this. And it's like at least five or 600 a night. And mm -hmm. to deal with the internal getting around a Fort Wilderness, you know, if you've stayed there, you know, you could take, it's not just like, hey, here's the best to Magic Kingdom. It's like, you got to walk here. You got to take this yeah. bus. It's a whole production. It. The, no, the Fort Wilderness experience, whether you're camping there or you're staying in one of the cabins, is a very, very different than the typical go, go, go Disney vacation. You have to kind of set yourself in a different mindset because it's going to take you forever to get there anywhere from anywhere else. Uh, right. But there are people who who really love it. Uh, I haven't stayed in them myself, but I've visited people who stay in them um and and really love them um first of all the cabins themselves are getting changed out uh there's going to be 350 new cabins um 
uh, along with enhancements to the pool, the walking trails, and the dining experiences. Um, and the new cabins to me look less like dressed up mobile homes, like dressed up RV. Mm -hmm. And they look more like kind of tiny, uh, tiny houses. Um, you know, they, they, uh, they're built to be environmentally aware uh, and to kind of blend in with the natural surroundings. I mean, I kind of love this. My issue with why I wouldn't pay currently five to 600 for what they have now, the pools aren't that great. So you're kind of, I'd rather mm -hmm. stay in like Grand Destino Tower where I'm in this like brand new luxury tower. I know this is a lifestyle. I know people come year after year. They do their golf carts that they decorate. But I feel like this is exciting. Also, my other big problem <clears throat> is currently now, like the natural light mm. popping into a cabin. Mm-hmm doesn't seem like it's near where near as it's going to be now with this. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely see in these, in these concept renderings, a lot of natural light being designed in um, there. They're, uh, they're uh, also being designed to be more energy efficient. Uh, they sleep six and each has a bedroom, a bathroom, a living room, full kitchen and a private patio. Uh, and a select number are going to be dog friendly. So that is good if you are into taking your pet uh, on vacation with you. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, those of you with um, long memories might remember Reflections, which was mm -hmm. supposed to be a new Disney resort being built along the lakeside. And they kind of tore some stuff out uh, and put up some construction walls. We, we walked past those when we were there for the reopening of the hoop to do review. Um, and then there, nothing happened. Everything right. went dark. I think this is kind of the answer to what, what happens with all of that. Um, I think right. maybe some of the enhancements to the pool and the trails and restaurant Crockett's Tavern that they're talking about, maybe those were originally kind of part of that project and we'll finally get to see them as part of this. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did a fireworks cruise the other day. I told you at Magic Kingdom and he mm -hmm. took us right up to Old River Country, a.k.a. Oh was and it okay. was really interesting because it's literally just like cement blocks mm. they didn't really didn't get much further huh get much done <laughs> yep well uh as we mentioned uh this is now going to be a disney vacation club resort however uh there will be reservations opened uh to those of us who are not members um based on availability uh, and the campsites are going to remain open to everyone. Those are the campsites uh, themselves are not becoming DVC. Uh, this is projected to open in 2024, so not too far away. Uh, and they're going to call it the 17th Vacation Club Resort. Uh, so DisneyVacationClub.Disney.Go.com uh, is where to head if you want more information. Next up, uh, we've got uh, some interesting news from Splash Mountain in Walt Disney World, where Chickapin Hill has had its top stump demolished, uh, kind of showing uh, how the force perspective illusion really made this ride look a lot taller than it actually was. Right. That's a crazy photo. Uh, my question is... It looks so do, short. It does. When do we stop calling it Splash Mountain and start 
calling it Tiana. Yes, Vodka let's just call it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you just hyphen it at I don't one know. point. It does. Does it like pass fifty percent of the way there? I guess, and it right. is it is less Splash Mountain than it is Tiana. <laughs> Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to have to wait for an official ruling on that, but, uh, <laughs> uh, until then we've got some photos on our website that shows the progress of the demolition and construction, uh, of Tiana's Bayou adventure, um, various iconic parts of the exterior, namely the, uh, the top of Chickapin Hill where the boats would dive out of have been sheared off. Um, and uh, we, we've also got some some fake dead trees that uh, look like they're going to be coming down. A lot of painting, a lot of dem demolition, and a whole lot of scaffolding going on. Yes, it's a, a major project to say the least, uh, but it's moving. And then as we found out recently, we finally have the date for Disneyland Splash Mountain closure, yes. May 31st, and then they will be trucking along following suit. Yes, so if you want to ride it, uh, get on there before May 30th. Um, and, uh, we've got some more nerdy details, some photos of construction along the track at the Walt Disney World, World version, some speculation on, uh, what might be staying, what might be going, and, uh, lots of pictures. Uh, so lots of stuff to get you excited for the new attraction coming in 2024. Uh, and also some rumors about uh, what might be coming in in terms of food locations right around the corner. So check all of that out at attractionsmagazine.com. Switching for a moment from Disney to Universal, uh, we've got some aerial photography from our good friend BioReconstruct on Twitter showing off the progress on the Mario Yoshi and Donkey Kong attractions happening in Epic Universe, uh, just in time for the Super Mario Brothers movie in box offices to continue its reign. Uh, I think it's now uh, the fastest grossing animated movie of all time, something crazy like that. Right. Yeah, I'm seeing it this week. Because I've not seen it yet, but, you know, I was planning on just waiting for it to show up on Peacock, but... Uh, you know, all the buzz has been really positive. So I'm thinking I might actually go and see it on a big screen while I can. Yeah. Oh, same. I I, I want to see. I know like it's coming to our TV. I want to see <laughs> it on the screen, especially this. I might want to see it in 3D. Yeah. A little nervous. <laughs> It'll be like being on the Mario Kart ride. Yes, right? exactly. Uh, this was a great story if you want to head to our site because I loved how it talked about how you know, budget cuts happen. We know we've seen it at Epcot. Obviously, it's a freaking mess. But will the movie's success affect the budget for the better here, mm -hmm. which we could see it happen, you know? Well, you know, it's it's very interesting because on the surface, uh, the two Super Nintendo worlds that are actually open now, the one in, in Japan in Osaka and the one in Hollywood are very similar, uh, but you scratch the surface and you see it not only as one significantly larger than the other, but the Hollywood one, there's little bits of fit and finish, little things that were covered up or left exposed or seams that aren't quite right that you can kind of tell in Hollywood, um, you know, maybe they didn't put quite as much money into that last 2% of polish. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I expect, um, you know, after this, 
they're really going to want to make this shine and make the Epic Universe version the one that everyone wants to travel from somewhere else. Even if you've got a, a Super Nintendo world in your backyard, you're going to want to go to Orlando to see this one. So they're going to want to put that extra, that extra cherry on the Sunday to make sure that it is the best one in the world. Definitely. And I know this has kind of come up like with the universal park coming to Texas, like these other places aren't meant to take away from Orlando. It's maybe to give mm-hmm. you hype and then definitely go to yeah. Orlando to see this. This is going to be the crown jewel. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend Erico in the comments <laughs> saying, yes, universal studios, Hollywood does always get the short end of the stick. Um, but hey, you've got the studio tour and Waterworld, so right, I know you win. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you go through these articles, uh, we've got some speculation, we've got some aerial photography. We talk a little bit um, about uh, some of the things that we know are coming and that we hope are coming uh, to Super Nintendo World uh, with lots and lots of great aerial photography uh, from our friend Bio Reconstruct. Um, and also we point out some of the differences. Uh, for instance, did you know that in Japan, the Mario Kart ride is called Koopa's Challenge, yes. whereas in the uh, United States, it's called Bowser's Challenge. Uh, that's a translation issue with uh, the name of the character being different in the games, uh, depending on which version you have. Yes, and it's, it's fun to kind of look at the difference, you know, even with the food, like what did we mm-hmm. get? What didn't we get? And I can't wait to play that game when Epic Universe opens too. Absolutely. Well, I've got my uh, my power-up bands from Hollywood and uh, from everything we know that you will, uh, you can u- already use the Hollywood ones in Japan and we, we, we know that we'll be able to use them in Orlando too. And there'll be a lot more blocks to punch. Um, yes. So, it will work by then. <laughs> uh, you know, the, really, the real thing this article points out is how massive the scale of all of this is. Um, I was actually uh, invited as, as an attractions magazine correspondent to be on WESH uh, this week, which is the local NBC affiliate uh, on the news to talk about this. And, and one of the things I, I said was how, you know, I was there uh, at Universal when they built Islands of Adventure and got to tour that when that was a construction zone. Um, and that was very overwhelming to be in the middle of. Uh, but I feel like you could fit Islands of Adventure inside just the hub of this new park. Right. Um, and and that like each of these lands, we call them a land, but they're they're almost the size of, of a park, <laughs> you know, uh, real, a, yeah. a, a small park at least. Um, and uh, by seeing some of these big construction aerial photos, you really get a san- sense of how huge um the the scale and scope of this park is and how high our ap's will go up (laughs) (laughs) well you know we do not mention this in this article but your ap's already did go up i i was amazingly lucky i went to uh universal on uh during the week um and I had gotten a notification that my AP was expiring in 30 days. And usually I wait right up until the line to renew. And I was like, I'm here today. I might as well renew. And less than 20, 24 hours after I did that, uh, they jacked the prices up by 100 to 150 bucks. 
Right. So, uh, yes, I am very, very grateful that I renewed and that's going to keep happening. Uh, right. Yeah. M mine just renewed right before, but my sister was a little after me and she's like, oh crap, I just saw my monthly payments and it went so much, but it's the best yep. AP. Never going to. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it is still a better value than Disney's annual passes, 100%. but it used to be like, you know, half the price. And now they've, they've steadily narrowed that gap. Right. Um, in their defense, they kind of should have, you know, it was, it was very yeah. cheap. It was very yeah. inexpensive. Um, so uh, in addition to this first article uh, detailing the Mario and Yoshi progress, there's also a second article that goes into the Donkey Kong roller coaster and points out some interesting things such as that uh, we've got some theming already on the outside of the building, this uh, kind of gold looking brick temple building, uh, which could either be a test. Um, it could be. Uh, that they're theming that because it's going to be hard to get uh, equipment in there to paint it afterwards. Uh, but, you know, this is almost two years out and we've already got sections that look almost finished. Right. This um, is exciting. I mean, they're yeah. like rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling for sure. And um, getting to see uh, right now how the track for this Donkey Kong roller coaster uh, the trick track that uh, makes it look like you are are riding on one track when you are actually being supported by a different one. Uh, you know, it was neat seeing it in the plans and the concept art, but seeing it actually being built and coming mm -hmm. together is pretty nifty. So if you are into nerdy construction uh, photos like we are, uh, um, go and check out this great article. Uh, we've got video and, uh, like I said, lots of great photos from our friend BioReconstruct. Um, okay. Moving on uh, to some, you know, slightly less happy news. No. <laughs> Several theme parks throughout the United States uh, are reinstituting chaperone policies that had uh, popped up last year and faded away well they're back in response to several incidents uh and so this summer season um if you are visiting worlds of fun in kansas city uh or a cedar fair, fair park mm -hmm. such as uh carowinds great america or knots um you're going to uh need to have your minors accompanied by an adult Yes. Yeah, so I went to Carowinds over the weekend and all the signage had already gone up. So oh, wow. like when you were pulling into the parking, there was before you even like paid to get in, there was a massive like electronic sign that, you know, said the chaperone policy. There were signs at security, signs at the entrance. So they're really uh, taking it seriously. And it's important because of all the incidences that have been happening. It's yeah. The yeah. Um, you know, there was... Uh... During the opening weekend of Worlds of Fun's uh, 50th anniversary season, there was a fight involving more than 100 teens. Um, that is kind of the, the spark that uh, kicked this off. Um, but there have been other uh, shootings and other incidences uh, over the last year across the country. Uh, big right. publicized one in Kennywood. Um, so Kennywood has been enforcing their uh, chaperone policy ever since then. Uh, but a lot of others uh, kind of brought one up, especially around Halloween, and then kind of dropped it. 
um, but it's back. Um, uh, another example, Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom in Pennsylvania. That's a Cedar Fair Park as well. They're uh, bringing back their chaperone policy starting May 7th. Um, they vary. Some of them are for guests 15 and younger, some 17 and younger. Um, so make sure you check the official website uh, for the, whatever park you're visiting. Um, you know, I know traditionally during the summers, uh, a lot of these parks, regional parks that have inexpensive annual passes, a lot of parents would buy their kids an annual pass. And that basically was like, instead of summer camp or babysitting, you drop your kid off at a theme park. Um, and uh, we've seen that, you know, maybe 10 years ago, uh, 20 years ago, that was okay. But uh, we're, we're seeing more and more issues arising. Right. It's definitely sad. I mean, the theme park is not your babysitter and today is not 20 years ago. So I would have loved this as a kid and I would have been too scared to do anything crazy, but it's a whole new ball game. So yeah, check the rules, check the rules. All right. Um, and also check the rules. If you want to take advantage of a great new deal at SeaWorld San Diego, uh, for a very limited time, SeaWorld San Diego is offering a free all-day dining pass with the purchase of a single-day ticket. So for $110 plus tax, uh, an adult or kid ages 10 and up uh, can get an entree, a fountain drink, and a side or dessert every 90 minutes throughout the day. Uh, if you time this right, you can seriously like I, I don't know if you're allowed to bring a cooler and Ziploc or Tupperware because sure. like you could feed your family for for a week on this deal. It's crazy. Uh, so I don't ever do meal plans or anything like that because it's just way too much food. And I'm more of a like, hey, guys, let's back, split this. back in the day. Universal had a all you can eat uh, meal plan. This is going going way back. And I would for my purposes of my book, I would test it out once a year, do one day a year on it. And by the end of that day, I would always be so ill. Because... It is impossible. I, I did it recently uh, at Knott's. Theirs is every 90 minutes. And I did it with a sister, my sister and a friend. Oh my God. And it was like, you know, you set your clock every 90 minutes and it's like, how do you, I don't know how anyone oh. do it every 90 minutes. I mean, this is a great deal because you're not paying for it. You're, you know, you can get, Maybe do a brunch, then do a dinner, and that will be plenty, yeah. plenty. Food. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even if you only get two meals out of this, oh. um, at theme park prices, uh, you know, you can you can easily spend 30, 40 bucks even on counter service food. Uh, you know, it adds up quick. Oh, yeah. uh, and I think one of the neat things is that this is not just burgers and fries. Uh, yes, you can get burgers and fries. But they also have the Calypso Bay Smokehouse, which has uh, uh, brisket and ribs and chicken. Um, and they've got uh, the Habisco Modern Mexican for street tacos. Um, so there's some some variety in there. Um, right. You definitely eat your way around the world or at least around the sea world. Mm-hmm. Um, Great deal. And uh, you probably don't want to combine this, though, with multiple rides on their new roller coaster, no. Emperor. Uh, it's a dive coaster combined with unlimited food. Maybe not a great idea. Hey, you do you. You do you. Absolutely. Just go there uh, and eat. 
Uh, and um, speaking of Bush Parks, Bush Gardens Williamsburg, uh, first park I ever worked at, is opening a brand new coaster in May that I want to check out so badly. Me too. Oh. The Dark Coaster, Amer North America's first all-indoor straddle coaster, uh, has a opening day set for May 19th. And if you are a uh, annual pass holder or member, you can get a chance for an early ride access starting on May 11th. This looks great. Oh, I, I, I want to go on this so bad. I love, love, love indoor coasters. Uh, the straddles are not my favorite seat position, just, you know, the way your hips are. But this looks great. It looks so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I am hoping that in terms of the ergonomics, this feels more like a, a Hagrid bike than a Tron bike. Uh, yeah. It does look like mm -hmm. you're you're sitting up and it's uh, you're not kind of lying prone on it. Um, so that's that's a good thing. Um, but uh, I was a fan of the old uh, Dark Castle ride, uh, mm. which this is kind of uh, being built inside of its old footprint. Right. Uh, and that was like the first Spider-Man ripoff that was actually pretty good. And it was a big deal for like a regional park at the time to have it. I was sad when that went, but this does seem like a worthy replacement. I've actually got a friend who's worked on, you know, the queue and pre-show in the interior and it showed me some pictures and it really looks like like they've they've taken the the theming and the story and kind of continued the legacy of the old attraction. Um, yeah. and, uh, so if you're a fan of the old attraction, you're going to find lots of Easter eggs. Uh, and if you don't remember the old attraction, it's just a good, thrilling indoor dark coaster. Um, so, uh, 48 inch height requirement on this one. Um, and one of the interesting things is that you're going to experience, uh, over 2,400 feet of track, but there aren't isn't that much track inside the building. Uh, they're using kind of a unique system where you're going to loop around through the ride more than once, uh, in, uh, but with different thematic elements and lighting. Uh, so you don't realize that you're doing the whole thing, just looping around. That's really cool. Uh, what I'm excited about is their partnership. <laughs> <laughs> I would do this coaster. It looks amazing. Uh, but I love when they do like those collabs and especially at a Bush Gardens that, you know, they have that whole European drinking scene. This makes sense. They're doing a dark coaster black lager with a local beer company, which love to hear. Yes, Virginia Beer Company is brewing the dark coaster black lager. It's a German style Schwarzbier. And it <laughs> and it has a 5.2 ABV. So uh yeah, that's got a that's got a punch. Uh, it, it will definitely make the ride even more exciting if you pound a couple of those. Yes, uh, they're going to have our, it on uh, draft and yes. in cans. So you have to do the can though because they're doing a commemorative can. Yes, we have the picture in our article, and it's very cool. Um, so they are right now having a spring sale on annual pass memberships, uh, up to twenty percent off. And they give you 20 bucks to spend in the park for free. Um, so that's a good deal. Uh, you can head on over to bushgardens.com for more information about tickets and the new ride. And I don't know, uh, you know, I say this every time we talk about uh, Bush Gardens in Williamsburg. I miss that park and I need to find a time I to get back to up there. No. 2023 list. So many. <laughs> 
All right, a little closer to home for me. Uh, my favorite convenience store is teaming up with one of Florida's classic attractions, uh, bringing you the free Wawa Summer Fun Days at Bach Tower Gardens. Uh, if you don't know, uh, in Lake Wales, Florida, which is not too far from Lakeland, which is where Legoland is, uh, there is a National Historic Landmark called the Bach Tower Gardens. And uh, Wawa, the Pennsylvania-based convenience store that has taken over Florida, uh, is letting folks visit there for free on select weekends this summer. I love that. So just get your shorty, and then you can yes. go on a little, little family adventure. You got to get, okay, you got to get a shorty. Um, and I recommend... Uh, getting the bread toasted. Not Don't toast the whole Ooh. sandwich, but just tell them to just bread toast the bread. First. Because, and this is why, in when you go to a Wawa in Pennsylvania, the it, it's a little crustier. The bread's a little chewier. There's something about the water down here. The bread yeah. isn't quite right, but the toasting gives it that extra little Crusty. you know, crunch. You know, uh, And then you got to pair it with uh, a lemon iced tea. Because uh, they, they I make buy green tea. They make the the green tea is excellent too. So uh, but they make great tea, and uh, it always helps to have some Pennsylvania uh, potato chips uh, or a soft pretzel to uh, to finish okay. it off. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, Bach Tower Garden. Shorty first. <laughs> well, um, you know, even if you don't uh, don't want a shorty, that's okay too. You can still take advantage <clears throat> of this offer. Um, they are giving a free general admission on these select weekends. It's May 25th and 26th, uh, June 29th and 30th, July 27th, 28th, August 24th, 25th, and September 28th, 29th. So you've got one weekend a month uh, all summer long. Um, and it doesn't include any of the upcharges, but you can roam through the nature trails, uh, you can go through the children's play areas, and you can see the famous singing tower, uh, which is the centerpiece. Right. Now, I love this because, you know, Floridians have the beach, but once all the tourists descend upon it, it's like really hard to go to the beach. So people, families specifically try to plan some different activities as mm -hmm. it gets crazy. This is a great option. This is, yeah. And if you are, um, especially if you're staying at the Legoland hotel, which like I said, it's not that far away. Uh, and Legoland is amazing. Peppa Pig's great. Um, but you're yeah. going to burn through those attractions in a couple days. And uh, if you need a half day attraction in that area, this is this is fantastic. This is a real piece of Florida nature and history, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I highly recommend checking it out if you have the time. So, thank you, Wawa, uh, yeah. for the free the tickets. And uh, Genevieve in our chat is thinking oh. exactly what I'm thinking. Me too. Now I want a hoagie. Always, always. All right. Um, Okay, and we are going to wrap up our news in the queue with one final story about Marvel Move, which is a new fitness program coming to your smartphone from the creators of the fitness app Zombies Run. I love saying that title. Uh, this is an immersive audio experience uh, that elevates your exercise routine uh, by having Marvel superheroes in your ear 
jogging alongside you uh, as you train for that big 5K or marathon? Yes, uh, this is a paid service, obviously. Yeah. This is not free. Uh, the prices are a little bit, I mean, you know, I'd say more steep than your uh, My Fitness Pal or any of those. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cut right to the chase. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, $75 a year. Right now, they're doing a special for 100 bucks a year. Um, I, you know, that is definitely cheaper than your 99 cent app. Um, I, or uh, more expensive, I'm sorry, more expensive than your 99 cent app, cheaper than a Peloton uh, membership, I guess. Um, but hey, if if you are a big Marvel fan uh, and you need something that get you off the couch and this does the trick, then maybe that's uh, a good value to right. you. And um, then the uh, training programs I saw, which those are very expensive if you've ever done any of the disney mm -hmm. races you know like the jeff galloway books and stuff so you can train for your 5k 10k half or full with a training program so i guess you get your value if you're big into running especially yeah. a runner who loves marvel well i i thought it was interesting um i i have I, I don't generally run unless someone's chasing me um but uh they do uh start off with a 5k training program designed to get you from absolute zero to being able to run a full 5k uh and it's thor and loki uh guiding you through the town realms uh in this uh 24 um episode uh 24 workout uh program uh that you know spread out over eight weeks to get you ready to run your first 5k so um you know if you need something to motivate you to do that then then great right definitely i know a lot yeah. of people complain that have to train in like cold weather conditions they have to train mm -hmm. indoors on treadmills oh yeah so boring so this would be perfect for that absolutely uh you know it's a bummer i cannot try this out because i just lost my airpods and uh so I'm not listening to anything on my phone while, <laughs> while running. I know. <laughs> yeah. so, I love them. I don't know where I put them. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, if you are interested in checking this out, it is launching globally on iPhone and Android uh, this summer. Um, and you can learn more about it uh, and access the presale at zrx.app slash marvel. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our news in the queue. And before we jump into this week's main attraction, we've got a couple sponsors to hear a quick word from. Uh, first of all, let's hear from our good old friends at MEI. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. And now I'd like to welcome our newest sponsors, My Happy Place Jewelry. We all have our favorite places around the world. Places where we dream of being someday. Places that bring a smile to our face when we think of them. My Happy Place is a symbol of your strong and deep love for our location. Our magical jewelry collection is inspired by the most magical places on Earth. You can keep it a secret or tell the story behind it. A special place dear to the heart, also called our happy place. Where is your magical place? 
Visit our website and discover now. And for more information about My Happy Place Jewelry, visit MyHappyPlaceDesign.com or visit My Happy Place Jewelry on Facebook. It's time for the main attraction! And for our main attraction, we are halfway to Halloween. And Halloween parties are coming back to the theme parks and the high seas. Uh, Disney released a flood of Halloween season information. Uh, and we've got Mickey's Not So Scary Party coming back to Walt Disney World. Oogie Boogie Bash Ooh, coming yeah. to Disneyland Resort. And Halloween on the High Seas with the Disney Cruise Line. Oh, boy. Uh, so we've got, I, I, you know, it seems so weird to not even be into summer and already be talking about Halloween. But uh, we got to plan ahead because some of these things go on sale really soon. Right. I mean, here's this story. It's a different day and age than it was 10 years ago. Halloween is a lifestyle, whether you celebrate it at Disney World, Disneyland, mm -hmm. Universal. I already have all my Halloween Horror Nights dates planned, hotels. You have to now. All these events yep. sell out. They just get more popular. It's also word of mouth and with social media, you know. You're in, not from an influencer standpoint, even your friends, you know, you could see a mom friend post about this event. You're like, I mm -hmm. want to take my kids to this. These are very busy, yep, very popular. And now start earlier than ever. <laughs> I, you know, if August 11th seems a little early to be celebrating Halloween to you, sorry, folks, because that is when Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is returning to the Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, and this year, it is going to be 38 dates. Uh, those are 38 dates uh, where the Magic Kingdom will be closing early to regular park guests. So you are definitely, even if you are not interested in attending one of these parties, if you are planning to uh, visit Walt Disney World anytime between August 11th and November 1st, you are going to want to carefully check your uh, park hours on the dates of your vacation. Um, on the one hand, visiting the park, uh, especially if you're rope dropping on a day where it's going to close early uh, for the party can be a great idea because attendance tends to be really low on those days but you know you're paying a full price ticket and you're going to be kicked out of the park uh, before sunset so you, you got to balance um you're you know going to miss out on fireworks and things like that uh you gotta gotta plan carefully even if you are not planning on attending definitely i will say last august i had some wonderful daytime magic oh, it's, days that on one night. of the one of the best times yes. to visit right. yeah but you uh you do a lot and but there are things that you miss out on at the same time so right. you gotta you gotta weigh that and um if you are interested in purchasing a ticket to one of these uh tickets are going to go on sale april 27th um to uh people who are staying at walt disney world resorts on one of these event dates uh, and on May 2nd for everyone else, um, there are going to be some discounts for annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members, but these start at $109 and go up to $199. Um, right. uh, and kids only save $10. Uh, you know, I remember when these parties first started, they were significantly cheaper than buying a day ticket. Uh, that's not the case. They are the same price or, or 
on certain days can be even more than buying a day ticket. Right. Uh, I will say if you want to go and you do want to save money, just it's hot in August, but that's when you have your chance of getting those cheaper tickets. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and if you have a family, four, five, six people, that's a lot of savings yeah. when you add it all up. You know, I, there there was a time um, when there were other times of the year where I said, oh, this is the best time to go. Over the last few years, I've really come to August. As soon as Florida public schools go back into session, um, you know, those last two weeks of August into the first week of September are really just wonderfully slow crowds if you can handle the heat and humidity. <laughs> That's the yeah, that's the problem. Is it like each year I get older, my tolerance is less and less for the heat. And I love going during that time. But for me, it's like pop into the park for a few hours and then swim for the rest of the day. So yes, yes. Great. Yep. Rope, rope drop until it gets too humid to handle. Go back to the hotel and then uh, come back to the park for the last couple hours uh, if you can. Yeah. Um so uh, there's going to be more details about Mickey's Not So Scary at DisneyWorld.com. But Disneyland is also bringing back the Oogie Boogie Bash to Disney California Adventure. Um, dates for this one have not been released. Prices have not been released. Um, we do know that Mickey and Minnie are going to get some new costumes for, uh, for Halloween time. Um, but not as many details released about the Disneyland celebration. Um, the My big questions uh, for Disneyland is, are we finally going to get the villainous version of World of Color back? Right. Or is that dead? Uh, I don't believe it's been explicitly mentioned in any of the... Uh, I got, I'm glad I got to see it the one year it happened. I will say with Oogie Boogie Bash, I feel like there's so much already to do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a crazy type A planner. I went two times last year and I did everything each time, but it took me almost the whole night. Yes. So I oh, yeah. They don't even need to have that because there's so much to do between like the, the uh, spooky trails, you know, you have all the treats and, you know, the parade and the Redwood Grove that changes over into villains. Uh, there's really like not enough time to do everything. And speaking of villains, uh, if they were going to bring back villains night, this would have been the perfect time to announce it. Uh, But we have heard nothing, you know, we've had a lot of other Disneyland after dark events, uh, but they've all been in Disneyland park this year. Uh, We haven't had any uh, Disneyland after dark events in California adventure. And I, I think I'm willing to declare uh, uh, villains night, dead at least uh at least for the time being right just sad because i liked that one i thought it was uh it was a lot like oogie boogie bash um not as much stuff but also a little less stressful um because you weren't running around quite as much definitely and i was excited to see uh halloween on the high seas oh yes i did it last year on the disney dream it's so much fun there's like the best part i thought was the characters and costumes because it's not as crazy to meet them on the cruise like it is in the park mm-hmm. it was so fun to see them dressed up i would like to see a little bit more like specialty food and drinks they had a little bit in uh, vanellope's sweet shop but i mm-hmm. hope that they kind of amp up those offerings so like, you know sort of like how Disney does it so many different snacks and drinks you know so i got to do one of these the first year that they had it and uh, i think my favorite part was the halloween tree that magically oh, grows yeah. in the atrium uh, with these uh, flickering uh, pumpkins. Uh, I, I thought it was really clever. Um, 
there's also going to be uh if you are not one of those three locations there is halloween happening at disney parks around the globe uh real quickly disneyland paris from october 1st through november 5th see that's sensible halloween in october not august <laughs> uh and they're gonna have a daily cavalcade in the disneyland park hong kong is celebrating starting september 15th uh and they're bringing back their let's get wicked show and some brand new merch tokyo disney has got the return of disney halloween from september 15th through halloween itself uh including a parade and shanghai's celebration is going to have some special food and pumpkin decorations uh plus much more of course there is uh merch 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 uh everything from uh fab five halloween pumpkin ear headbands and glow in the dark lounge fly backpacks um i there there's so much stuff on shop disney uh it's kind of crazy if you want to go high end uh, i encourage you to get a authentic indiana jones jacket yes. or dark saber <laughs> well you know if you get the indiana jones jacket now you could use it for the movie yeah. Save it again, repurpose it for Halloween, whatnot. Absolutely. Just wear it to the office. <laughs> um, probably leave the whip at home. Yes. Um, so uh, there is going to be a pre-sale of um, special uh, Disney villain tees um, and other merchandise starting on April 27th. Uh, and you can, as I mentioned, find all of this at shopdisney.com um we've also got a foodie guide uh to halloween we've got lots of videos of past halloween events we've basically got a complete uh halloween overload on our website so head on over to attractions magazine and check it out if you could only do one halloween event at a disney park which would it be obviously oogie boogie bash but I guess if we could throw international in the mix, I'd want to go to one of them over there. But I don't even care which one. I just want to do one of them. Well, I've always been intrigued. Uh, you know, I don't know if, if they're going to do it this year, but I know in the past, Hong Kong Disneyland has done kind of like haunted houses. They've done actual yeah. scary Halloween stuff. Um, and I would love to see Disney's take on a scary haunted house. Oh. Uh, I think that would be... That would be wonderful. I guess the closest we have is Oogie Boogie Bash because some of those guys are uh, quite frightening. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I do love uh, my favorite part of Oogie Boogie Bash is always the Redwood uh, oh, walkthrough, yeah. um, which is almost like a haunted walkthrough, but it's artistic and um, it's, you know, it's not jump scares. It's, it's eerie atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so it's not much, it's not so much scary as it is, you know, eerie uh but i i do love that and uh would love to see disney do more of those uh, they certainly have the talent to do something uh with halloween uh that is you know maybe not a universal style haunted house but they i'd love to see what they could do with a sound stage um so. oh definitely someday maybe someday we're ready I'm ready for well home in april that brings us to the end of yet another episode of the podcast before we go we want to thank our sponsors mei and mouse fan travel and our new sponsor my happy place jewelry uh once again i want to remind everyone please give us a review on apple podcasts and a rating on spotify 
And if you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, you can find me at the UG series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at the unofficialguides.com. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. And you can find the entire Attractions Magazine team here for you 24-7 at attractionsmagazine.com, at attractions on Twitter, at attractions magazine on Instagram, at youtube.com slash attractions magazine, and at attractions on TikTok. And until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.